0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, January 27th, we look at Lesson 4, The Lord Hears and Delivers. Join us as we see how God answers prayers in the book of
1: Psalms. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study.
0: All right, Michael, I can't believe it already. Week four, lesson four, the Lord hears and delivers, and memory text is coming from Psalms 34, verse 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles.
1: I'll claim that today. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I need to claim that too. We recently had a had some, some challenges, some troubles, even some health challenges with a loved one in our family. And boy, I tell you, I was definitely claiming this verse. Yes. And, and, you know,
0: Michael is amazing that God is with us in the midst of it. And, and I want to be sensitive to some hearers. Maybe you've lost a loved one here recently and Mm. still know that God of comfort and, and, and hope is still there with you, but he's also the God of, of being with you as you mourn, even in that instance. And so I want to continue on. The Lord who hears and delivers, ultimately, there's ultimate deliverance, but he delivers here and now as well. So, Michael, tell us about Sunday's lesson. My frame was not hidden from you.
1: Yeah, so great passage here as we just kind of dive in for this week. and, And again, you know, God is not like kind of like a vending machine put in a quarter put in a prayer and oh no spontaneously <laughs> get what you want but but god is is the god of the universe and he listens he knows who we are he knows everything about us and so the one thing you can count on is he knows what you're going through whatever that might be and so that's a that's a promise that that is sure that can and and should encourage us right in psalm 193 verses 1 through 18 i'm not going to read all of this but just the first verse is, is powerful just by itself. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Okay. So if you have ever kind of wondered like, ah, does anybody care? Well, the one thing you can count on, God cares. He knows who you are. Whoever may be listening, take that promise and claim it today. God it. loves you. He knows you. He says, "I." you have searched me. In other words, He's been actively seeking us out and knows everything about us. And, and, and verse two, you know, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. We can't really hide from God and pretend like, Oh yeah, we can keep this a secret. God, God knows, you know, behind hidden doors, all everything that's on our, on our mind and, and everything else. And, and where, where we go, we may think that we can, you know, escape and, and, and nobody notices. Right. and, and by the way, there's people that can can do this, right? I mean, there are people that are trained in the art of secrecy, right? Wow. Uh, I have a friend from now, this is a couple decades ago. So I think I can safely say this now. They <laughs> worked in the secret service at the White House. So, and I remember one time, of course, this is before September 11, before a lot of these other m- more current security measures, but I, I'll never forget because we were friends with him, he said, "Oh, I can help you. You don't have to wait in the long security line. You can get into the white house and and so you have to go to this one particular entrance and ask for me And I remember going up and asking for this particular person and 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 sure enough, he appeared and said, "Yep, yeah, these are my guests or whatever it was." He said, "I don't remember exactly." And then I turned around to look for him to to thank him, right buster and and he was gone. Wow, Just like that. It seemed like magic, right. I don't know where you went, but I'm like, well, he's secret service. You know, that's why they did secret service, you know, they're they're a secret, you know, and they know how to do that. So we may be very secretive and and to the point where we think nobody knows what what we're doing. And no matter how secret we are, <laughs> can really do a good job at that. God is God knows everything. God is sovereign. And I like this. My frame is not hidden from you. Where can I go from your spirit? Verse seven says, where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. It just doesn't, you know, the point being, you can't hide from God. Thank goodness. Does not matter? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, right now they're talking about, uh, they're just launched a new space moon probe that's going to hopefully land on the moon. I know they're trying to work on that. So. We'll see what happens, but hopefully they're successful. And and people are wondering, you know, what what if people go to Mars? You know what? Even if you go to the moon or Mars, God's it's still peanuts for him compared to the vast <laughs> eons of space and the the advanced, advanced, all of the vast light years of, of space of the universe, right? God, God can find you. God Earth can, is
0: my footstool,
1: <laughs> right? In fact, even it puts it says verse 12, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day for darkness is as light to you. You just can't hide from God. So, and, 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 and the end of the chapter, I think, is, is kind of a neat little thought, really uh, quickly here. Verse okay. 17 How precious to me are your thoughts, God? How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So, I, I just hope that helps us to remember how beautiful God is, that we will be reflecting upon who God is for all the vast eons of eternity. Yes. You know, as you're talking about the vastness of God's eternity, and,
0: and Michael, you did such a, a great job of talking about his frame is not hidden from us. It also reminds me of, of assurance of God's care for us there in Monday's lesson. Uh, it's something that he's promised us. It's something that he's going to continue to give us. As a matter of fact, The first verse we're looking at there is Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He He inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. What a beautiful assurance there that not only... it's not secretly that he's doing this. This is actively and in front of the entire universe that God is doing this. Psalm 50, verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Fifty-five, twenty-two, 22 Psalm, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read all Psalm 121, but you're going to remember this, uh, many of us, as we hear this. I will lift up my eyes to the heels from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God is with us. God cares for us. God is not only sovereign, uh, but I, I remember the song, does, does Jesus care? Oh, yes, he cares. He is providing care because he cares. Uh, he provides that care because he loves, because he is indeed love. Uh, the lesson here gives uh, several powerful Uh, Things to celebrate, according to Psalm 121, He will not allow our our feet to be moved. Uh, The image of the Lord as as Israel's uh, keeper, He does not slumber. He is our shade. Uh, God is at. It says God is at their right hand, and this uh, signifies the person who's at the right hand is actually stronger. But then also, God's protection of His people is clearly confirmed. God is going to be there. Neither sun nor the moon shall strike them so god is going to continue to be with us because god cares and shows care i love that michael and it actually highlights something else that the lord is our refuge in adversity there on tuesday's lesson
1: yeah so this is you know vital for us to understand because anybody as we go through life we're going to face challenges and and at times severe challenges that lead to in fact adversity and I mean, if we're really honest, you know, and I, I hope our listeners, as you can think about that, that you will hear just a, a, a word of hope, a word of grace of God speaking to your heart, you know, especially those who are going through challenges. Maybe you are going through a health challenge or a loss of a loved one or who knows what's going on, maybe employment or or whatever a relationship of some kind that might not be going the way that you had hoped, whatever those challenges might be. That God is with you in the midst of those uh, challenges. Psalm 17, verses seven through nine, talks about this and expresses this thought. Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand and those who take refuge, refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. I love that. Hide the <laughs> shadow of your wings from the wicked who are out to destroy me, from my mortal enemies who surround me. And so, yeah, this is, this just kind of a, a apple of your eye and the shelter of your wings, you know, that I hope yes. it's, is a, is a reminder, a, a word of grace to whatever you might be going through that, that God does indeed care. He knows what's going on and God loves you. And it may not look very happy at the moment. It may be kind of struggling. There, there's the moment of, of where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And yet God's inviting you to say, Hey, uh, come to me for help. Come to me, take refuge, stay in the fortress or refuge that I want to provide for you. And there's a lot of different terms that are used here in Psalms. There's a few others. By the way, my favorite Psalm, I think, and when I have experienced challenges in the past, uh, is Psalm 91. It mm. says, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And, you know, I, you know, I, our family, Buster, you know, uh, we were missionaries for a long time. At one point, right before we left, we were actually attacked in our own home, and we were all okay in the end, but it did remind me of another missionary family of in, in the islands. There's been a movie made about it where not all of their family did survive, and I remember being at that moment thinking, you know, I could be, that could happen to us right now, and I was, it was a very traumatic kind of moment, and I remember... Gary. Wake of that, it was it was Buster. It was truly scary. Psalm ninety-one became exceedingly precious to me. I meditated on these words, remembering that uh, you know, God, you're with me even in the most severe of trauma and and challenges. That that you are there. It's a it's a promise that is there to encourage us and to remind us, uh, whatever might happen, God's still there, walking with us through those terrible times. By the way, at the end of the psalm it says. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. So claim that promise. If it's not your time for something to happen, God will preserve and protect you. And if it is your time, then we just surrender our side our lives, say, God, okay, take me. Here I am. Yes. You no. Know? And uh, but we do know that we can trust in him all the way. One final passage here, or actually two passages here at the end, it talks about what images we've already seen, illusions and other. The other passages we looked at, Psalm 17, keep me as the apple of your eye. We already heard that. Another place, Matthew 23, 37, talks about how Jesus longed for to gather. He's talking about Jerusalem, right? As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And, and of course, in this case, says you were not willing. So there are those moments where people, God doesn't force himself. He doesn't say you have to take shelter with me. He, says, I, he, he invites us to say, please, please, I want you to take shelter with me. Please do that. Yes, uh, so these images of God as a uh, defender and deliverer continue throughout scripture.
0: Yes, Michael is God as defender and deliverer, and it joins together two, two passages here on Wednesday's lesson First Corinthians ten one through 4 and Psalm 114 1 through 8. And I think it's important to get the uh, idea behind this to read both of those First Corinthians 10. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized in Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ, which correlates here with Psalm 114, 1-8, one when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of a strange language. Judah became his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. Continue on verse 5. What ails you, O sea, that you fled? O Jordan, that you turned back. O mountains that you skipped like rams, O little hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into, mountain, into fountains into a fountain of waters. Michael, as, as we read that and we went through it, we, we see something wonderful that takes place here is that here in the future, Paul is acknowledging what God had promised there in the past. And it continues to be true for us today that God is indeed our defender and our deliverer. We see a depiction of divine deliverance, of divine interaction, of divine coming in. He's stepping in for us on our behalf. Uh, God hears us and God defends us. God delivers us. And sometimes that doesn't always look the way we want it to. Sometimes God delivers us from ourselves. Mm. Sometimes we there's a way that seems right to a man and its end leads to destruction. So sometimes God delivers us by showing us a, a clear mirror of who we are, which is why we talked about scripture last week, Michael, and how we interact with Scripture shows us, reveals to us things about ourselves we need to change. This is, an, this is another form of deliverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is not there to deliver how we deem we should be delivered, but to deliver yeah. us how ultimately He will eternally deliver us. But in the meantime, He also temporally delivers us as well. And as we keep that in mind, as God is defending us and is delivering us, He's doing these great deeds on our behalf, it's, it's time high time for us to trust in Him and maybe you're saying, "Well, where does that happen?" Well, it happens in our hearts, in our minds, in our physical lives. But Michael, I, I love this as well. We also receive help from the sanctuary, according to uh, Thursday's lesson, which I believe puts a puts a, a capper on what all of this means.
1: Well, is is there anything more Adventist than the sanctuary buster? No. <laughs>
0: Matter of fact, my daughter is so excited right now, Michael. She's doing a project. She's in second grade of building the 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 sanctuary and she has oh, a shoebox oh. she's doing it all herself and she even said the table of incense she went and got some essential oils last night and dropped it on there and she's kind of want the the fragrance to be to be there so it just reminds me there it doesn't get more Adventist than that
1: i love it i love it so well you know uh, it, for those in, who may not be familiar with you know our our, our adventist understanding the cleansing of sanctuary 1844 is part of our identity our dna going back to our earliest beginnings in our growing understanding of the sanctuary that the sanctuary is to be cleansed that's the work of christ in the heavenly sanctuary in preparation for his return when he will come and then the sanctuary comes to all of this comes to its grand climax its conclusion but but this begs the question i think a lot of adventists kind of take this for granted why does this matter so what right and i've heard a lot of people say that before yeah. And some people are like, really? You know, I mean, do, is the sanctuary really still relevant for today for, for Adventists? And I would say, absolutely. Absolutely. it It is. But why? Well, it's because the sanctuary is what? It's where God's throne is. It's his presence. It's where God hangs out, right? It's, it's, it's the, and so this is the, the epicenter of the universe. This is where God makes plans. The, the, are, are, you know, from, from days of eternity past and the, Plan of salvation, everything yes. this takes place in this central command center, if you please, right of and so God's presence is there. that's why it matters. in fact, we have a model of the sanctuary that ancient Israel had and and in fact, that model of the sanctuary that was built, that human sanctuary and it was at times rebuilt right and finally have Solomon's temple and everything else but but why did God do that? Well, he was trying mm-hmm. to teach the children of Israel about the plan of salvation. And it was where, when, when things were going well, there is where the Shekinah glory, God's presence was revealed where God revealed himself. And so through the sanctuary, we have a little bit of a better understanding of who God is. And so the sanctuary is not some kind of austere place, you know, kind of like a head of government of some human government, you know, we mentioned the white house, right? So, you know, where, where, and, and that's impressive it's impressive to get to be invited to to go to a place like that but it's not a place that we have to be a, afraid of because we have a wonderful god and the sanctuary should be from a biblical foundation a biblical understanding is a place where we we know that god's not only his presence but it's a place where we're to go for help it's a mm. refuge god wants us to to turn to him and so obviously god's presence is in the sanctuary That's where we know that that God wants to save us. In fact, we find this theme found for us in these verses for for this this question of of help from the sanctuary. Find this Psalm 3, verse 4. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. Well, what's his holy mountain? That's talking about kingdom of God. It's talking about the sanctuary again, right? Psalm 14, verse 7. It says salvation for Israel will come out of Zion when the Lord restores his people. Let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad again. So this idea of this motif of sanctuary connected with this idea of restoration. Psalm 20 verses one through three. Call it to the Lord in distress. Right. And then it says, verse two, may he send you help from the sanctuary, sanctuary. place of a help. And of course, verse three, may he remember all your sacrifices, except all your burnt offerings and so on. It's in the context of it's a salvific context, I should say, that God wants us saved for his kingdom. And that understanding, that whole process plays itself out uh, through the sanctuary. Psalm 27, verse five, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. Again, where's his dwelling? It's a sanctuary. He will hide me in the shelter of, and this is if in case anyone's unclear whether, are you sure? Are you sure, Michael, this is talking about sanctuary? It says his sacred tent. Well, that's again, very clear reference to the ancient tabernacle, the ancient sanctuary. And he set me high upon a rock. So again, God's using the sanctuary as a place. It's a sacred place, but it's a safe place. And and I think, again, you know, sanctuary is not a thing just like the judgment that we have to be afraid of. We, when properly understood, it's it's part of God's saving process for us. It gives us hope, it should give us, if we surrender our lives to God, it gives us peace. And it's how uh, we begin to understand that whole process of salvation, what <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ has done for us, dying on Calvary. One more thing, Psalm 36, verse 8, I'm going to stop here. The feast they feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. And I I like this, your house sanctuary again, right? Abundance of your house. So God's not trying to hold back. He's not trying to make this a storehouse where he hides good gifts from everybody else. Like I got all the gold and all the treasure here (laughs) because it's so amazing. has all these treasures you can't have, you know, look at how amazing I am. No, God says I, my sanctuary is meant He wants to give things away. It's abundance where he shows his love and grace and peace and everything else. And I like this, a river of delights. When we understand what the sanctuary is all about, it's a river of delights. God wants us to have that relationship with him. And so it kind of wraps up with these reference to Hebrews 4.15. Again, a great, great passage on the sanctuary and the whole sanctuary service and what Jesus is doing. Uh, It says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Need, It's just talking about sanctuary once again, right? High priest talking about cleansing that God He knows what we're going through. And most of all, he wants us to come boldly to that throne of grace so scripture is consistent here uh both these themes in the psalms referring to uh, the sanctuary but also in other places such as hebrews which again you know if you kind of put these all together it's just an overwhelming sense that the sanctuary is something really special it's significant it matters uh, beautiful for for our our christian experience and it matters because it helps us understand what's going on at the end of time while we're waiting for jesus to come
0: yeah, you know, Michael, there's a quote in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 203, that kind of gives us a sense of of coming boldly before that throne. And in that, I don't want us to think of the heavenly sanctuary as something far and distance, but it actually brings God closer to us through intercession. The greatest victories, this here hear bottom of Friday's lesson, the greatest victories to the church of Christ or to the individual Christian are not those that are gained by talent or education, by wealth or the favor of men. They are the victories that are gained in the audience chamber with God. When earnest, when earnest agonizing faith lays, a hold of, lays hold upon the almighty arm of power. Mm. Chamber with God. Man, that's beautiful. And, and it kind of gives us a sense of this, this week's lesson, making sure we find that chamber, making sure we find that deliverance, that
1: defender, that relationship with God that we all so desperately need. You know, Buster, I just, the more we study this, you know, it just makes me overwhelmed at the heart of gratitude for the sanctuary that we have, that, that God has, you know, that we can understand, right? And uh, that the Lord, through all of this, does really, truly hear. He listens to us and he promises to deliver. It may not be instantaneously, but that promise is still sure. And ultimately, we know God will come through for us in the end. Amen. Amen. Well, that puts a wrap for another week of Sabbath School Rescue. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week. Until then, this is Sue. And Swoops. Signing Signing out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day
0: Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast And go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.